Ethan, I saw you put Cooper Cup on the trade block this week, and I uh, I think we got to make a deal, man. Oh, yeah? I'm looking to get rid of him. Yeah, that's true. What were you thinking? So I put together a little trade package for you. Uh, I think it takes in a lot of things. You know, a lot of things are being taken into account here. Current market value, how good these players are, how good Cup is. So I got Kenny Galladay. I got Clyde Edwards-Alaire. I got Jonu Smith, Amari Rogers, Matt Breida, Terrell Owens, OJ Howard, Robert De Niro, Kyle Juszczyk, Kevante Turpin, and even the Lions defense. All can be yours in exchange for just Cooper Cup. Well, look, Ethan, you you got to consider how long he's going to be out for. And, like, he's, he's losing athleticism from this. Uh, he's he's pretty old, too. So, so, honestly, if you don't think about it, this is a really, really fair offer. I mean, if you look at the recent history of receivers in the NFL, like guys like Larry Fitzgerald, they retire really young. He is someone to watch. I'm right here, right now. And that is interesting. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Oh, that's that's oh my goodness. Let's do it. I'm excited to hear this. I'm excited. Uh, let's go ahead and get into it. Welcome back. Today, I am once again joined by the world famous and extremely, extremely well renowned Ethan Brangers. How's it going, Ethan? That's, that's good. Been rebuilding my fantasy team, but other than that, I'm staying pretty tight. I love to hear it. We we were actually talking in our Discord, which uh, if you're not in the Offsides NFL Discord, what are you doing? Get in that Discord. It's in our link tree in the Offsides bio. Uh, we were talking about the amount of trades that happen in our Offsides Writers League, uh, the one that we did the draft for on this very podcast way back when. Uh, and there are tons and tons of trades. There's probably a trade a day. And this guy, Ethan, is involved in about a good three-fourths of them. <laughs> this man has been rebuilding the roster. It's been a teardown. Well, you see, you see when you're you miss the draft, and then you show up, and everybody's drafting bench players. And the only player that I like actually physically drafted because everybody was busy explaining their pick and taking forever was Brandon Cooks. I'm kind of not even rebuilding at this point. I'm just building my team still. Yeah. So, so laying the groundwork for what could be a solid squad next year. Uh, oh no, it's not going to be solid until at least 2027. All right. Hey, at least we have a date set. For- <laughs> oh, my. Yeah, I'm going to be like the Bengals were last year. Yeah. So, 016, then jump up to. Yep. You're two and nine right now, right? Two and eight. Two and eight. Okay, sorry, I'm I'm hating. It has it. Yeah. You can't be two don't, and nine. Don't diss. I mean. I got DeAndre Swift, okay? I'm suffering. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's, Swift has been a struggle. My, my running backs are DeAndre Swift, Clyde edwards Lair, and Khalil Herbert. And I've got Cooper Cup still. Ooh. So we're not having fun in this team. No, that does not sound like fun. Uh, but thank you for joining me, Ethan. Uh, taking some time away from the constant trades, constant rebuilding work you do on that fantasy squad to come visit with us on this podcast. Uh, it's a pretty last minute planning, uh, but we are ready. We're going to do some week 11 starts and sits. I'm very excited. But before we get into that, Ethan, 
why don't you tell me about a game you are stoked to watch this week? What is your number one game of the week? Well, I will be watching that Bills game with all the snow, but I think that my game of the week is actually the Jets versus the Patriots. The Jets are coming on a solid win against the, at the time, best team in the league, the Bills. And they're just on fire. and They're looking to hopefully kick the Patriots out of the playoff picture. Yeah. So I think that Sauce Gardner is going to go off. He might even continue to destroy the record books and even set the record of being the first corner to pick off two quarterbacks in the same game. Mm, that would be that'd be history making if uh Mac Jones gets benched for Zap Zappy again and uh Zappy gets picked off by Gardner after Jones gets picked off by Gardner. That would be that'd be a big moment for Sauce. Uh I, as we all know, I am a notorious Sauce Gardner hater. Uh big, big <laughs> Sauce Gardner hater over here. No. I, I don't know how I've gained the reputation for being a Sauce Gardner hater on TikTok, but uh I am not a Sauce Gardner hater. I I love me some sauce. Uh, but yeah, that game is going to be, it's going to be really, really fun. Uh, I'm personally excited for it. It's, it's always fun to see those AFC East teams go head to head, especially the jets against big brother in new England, who's been stomping on them for the last couple of years. And now they're kind of on even footing again. And, uh, it's, it's going to be an exciting one. Yeah. It's going to be fun to see how their talent goes up against Bill Belichick's brains because like I feel like the Jets are going to jump ahead really quickly and then it's just going to be Belichick trying to pick them apart and catch up yeah I can totally see it going down that way I for my game of the week I had to go Vikings at Cowboys I think it's going to be a really really fun one I am excited to see how the Vikings handle that Dallas offense and that Dallas defense especially that Dallas defense is playing better than anybody's giving them credit for and I think the Vikings are there. It's going to be a tough one, uh, but they've been really good in these road games. So it's, I, I think it's going to be one of the most exciting games of the week. The Vikings played a all out classic last week against the bills. Uh, I don't know if they have the energy to give us another amazing game like that, but I, I think it's going to be a great one. Yeah. The, the Vikings are coming off of, probably their best game in a while since probably the Minneapolis miracle. And they've got Sunday afternoon, Kirk cousins. So they're going to go off. And I think that it's going to leave the Cowboys in the dust. Yeah. I, you know, I could see it happening. I I'm very excited. I, I think Vikings fans are kind of waiting for the next foot to drop. You know what I mean? They are not used to being in this position, not to say anything negative about you guys, but it's just, it's true. You guys haven't been dominant like really ever in your team's history. And so to be in this spot, I feel like you have to be kind of waiting for something to go wrong and a win again this week. I know everyone wants to say they proved themselves last week against the against the Buffalo Bills, but it could still all fall apart. And I think Vikings fans are more aware of that than anybody. And so winning in Dallas against a really quality Cowboys team with their quarterback back would be, I think, proof positive that this is for real and that you guys are really Super Bowl contenders even though I I would probably have you as Super Bowl contenders already but I think that would quell even the strongest Vikings doubter yeah I don't want to be a Bills hater I mean I am but I'm not meaning to point out that I am um they don't want to pull Bills I mean the Bills beat the Chiefs to top the records and then bam 
they get destroyed by the Vikings and it makes it so they aren't the best team anymore. Mm-hmm. The Eagles beat the Titans. No, not the Titans. The Eagles beat basically everybody and then they lose to the Commanders and they're not the top team anymore. Now it's the Vikings are up there and if they beat the Cowboys, they become the top team. Yeah. I think, or at least they hold that spot. I think right now they see themselves and I think a lot of the league sees them as the league's team to beat. And so when you have that target on your back, if you can go in on the road and win a big game like this, that's huge. That says you're a playoff team. You're here for real. Uh, I'm That one's the one I am by far most excited for. Uh, anyway, moving on from that one, what do we got? We got... Thursday night football tonight. Uh, I am very excited for Titans at Packers. It's going to be a very, very fun one. Uh, King Henry against that really, really downtrodden Packers run defense. Uh, It's an interesting game. Obviously, Henry's a huge, huge start. But is there anyone else that you think is a great start this week for Thursday night football? And and how are you feeling about the game? I think the Titans are going to dominate against the Green Bay Packers. They're going to pretty much go off on the run game, and then they're going to let Tannehill experiment with some play-action passes. I know that Green Bay hasn't been going very well against play-action, and especially with crossing routes. They like to have like defense against players that are always on the outside or always on the inside or even always going deep. Like Jair, he loves those plays. Like, Saw him against the Cowboys. He was taking down CD. Yeah. Yeah, he did make life really hard on CD Lamb in that uh, Cowboys game. And Lamb has been phenomenal this year. Uh, so I think it's going to be an interesting one because the Packers, they don't have a dominant receiver like CD Lamb. They don't have like that X guy uh, that, or excuse me, the, the Titans don't have that X guy. Uh, they don't have, Robert Woods is okay. Traylon Burks hasn't really been healthy. Uh, I think he's back, but it's it's been pretty meager. I think he got, he got six targets a week ago, but I he only turned into 24 yards. That's four yards per target. Really disappointing. I would say Nick Westbrook-Akeen has probably been their number one receiver in a lot of ways, which is troublesome. Uh, and I just think without that guy, it's going to be really hard for them to move the ball through the air, so they're going to be relying on Henry to dominate on the ground game for them. Yeah, the Titans would definitely be in the Eagles spot right now if they'd kept AJ Brown. Yeah. I think it would be it'd be interesting. Uh you know, I AJ Brown never really seemed to turn that offense into like a super dominant machine, though, like he's turned the Eagles offense into. Uh so I think he's he's honestly just a better fit in the Eagles offense, but I do hear you. Uh I think they were just kind of using him a little bit incorrectly over there and they maybe they just run the ball too much to make him as effective as he can be in the Eagles offense yeah and I saw a bunch of this is way back the trade deadline I saw a bunch of uh, rumors that they were going to trade for DJ Moore yeah to try to get that wide receiver one position back because they need it I think Almost everybody in the league who needed a receiver wanted to make a move for DJ Moore, but I don't. The Panthers had no interest in moving Moore. Uh, he burns 
and a few other guys, they had just named them foundational players to the roster and said that they were just completely off limits. Cause I know the Rams for a fact sent an offer that included two first round picks for Brian Burns and got declined. Uh, which was weird to me because I'm like, that's not really the issue for the Rams. Like, we don't we don't need another pass rusher. We would really need an offensive lineman. Uh, but those are hard to trade. Really make, it really makes you wonder if the Rams are, like, predicting something to come down the line. Like, maybe they'll be losing Jalen – or not Jalen Ramsey, Aaron Donald at the end of the year. And yeah. they're trying to get a replacement. So there has been talk about Donald retiring. Um People said that he was going to retire after he won the Super Bowl because uh, he had stated for a long time that the Super Bowl was his last remaining achievement. But in post of the Super Bowl, he confirmed that he was really excited about going again. And he's young and he's still playing well, relatively young and still playing pretty well. Uh, so I'd be really surprised if Donald retired at the end of the year. Uh, I know there's been mention of it, but it would stun me if he did. And also, I mean, just- because I would cry for days and days. I mean, Donald is the same age as J.J. Watt, and they are basically at the same, I don't know, dominance right now. I mean, they both have six sacks, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I would say Donald is still subject to a much higher rate of double teaming. Uh, He's still subject to just more attention at the offensive line. So I think his dominance it doesn't really show up in a box score. Like you got to look at pressure rate. You got to look at how often he's being double teamed. There is a crazy PFF graphic and it's a, it's a little dated at this point from his double team rate plus his pressure rate. And it stacks up every other defensive lineman or interior defensive lineman on it. And you can put your thumb at the top of it over Aaron Donald and just show someone the graph and they would think it's a normal graph. And then you move your thumb from the top right corner and you see Aaron Donald miles and miles away (laughs) from everybody else at the very top in terms of double team rate and pressure rate because that dude's an animal he makes you gotta well you gotta remember that jj watts also missed three games this season that's true that's true so i'm not saying that he's not getting blocked as much because he's getting double teamed and it's not as much as Donald, I will admit that, but he's definitely. Yeah, they both draw a ton of attention. Yeah. They're both great. I think Donald is just kind of in a league of his own in a lot of ways. And he's he's come down from that high, but he's still, I would say, probably the best defensive player in the NFL. Uh I, a lot of Pittsburgh Steelers fans are going to hate me for that. A lot of them are going to say it's DJ Watt, but I think it's still Aaron Donald. Uh, I mean, if you look, if you're looking at the stats, though, there is one player, at least defensive line wise, that is better than Aaron Donald. And I'm going to leave this for you before we go into the start sit, so you can't really respond. <laughs> There's one. <laughs> is it going to be Jeffrey Simmons or something like? <laughs> nope. <laughs> Vita Vea, I'm I'm throwing out some guesses here. Nope, it's actually Chris Jones. Chris Jones, okay, okay, it's that's not the case. Uh, but I, we we don't have to get into a, a Chiefs versus Rams fan debate. But he's, I think he's top five in sacks. He's 
also top five in the double rate. He's got the most pressures out of the entire AFC. He's a great uh, defensive tackle. He really is. He's doing that with Frank Clark and George Karloftis next to him. Okay, you hey, got to cut him some no slack. No hate on George Karloftis. George Karloftis. I'm not hating on George Karloftis. He's a rookie, though. Rookie picks this year. I love that dude. He's going to be a beast for you guys in a few years. I know, but he isn't right now. You got to look at it right now. I thought Karloftis should have been a top 10 pick. That's that's how I feel about Karloftis. I was really, really high on him coming into the draft. Uh, so should have been Creed Humphrey, but look where he drops. Hey, hey, big Oklahoma fan here. You're preaching to the choir on that one. Uh, <laughs> all right. We've wasted a ton of time talking about <laughs> uh, that stuff. Let's get into the week 11 starts and sits. There is a ton of teams on their buys again this week. We talked about this last week. Four teams on their buys. We got the same number this week. They are the Jaguars, the Dolphins, the Seahawks, and the Buccaneers. So if you've been rolling with Travis Etienne, Mike Evans, Tyreek Hill, Geno Smith, you might want to perk your ears up a little bit because me and Ethan, we got some replacement options for you guys here. Ethan, you want to go with yours? I mean, you didn't have to call me mean, but um, (laughs) my first player, he's a quarterback that gets a lot of hate, but like, He's in the best offense to be a quarterback, especially in a points for reception league. Um, I've got Jimmy Garoppolo. Ooh. He's got Christian McCaffrey next to him. He's got Brandon Ayuk to his left, Debo on his right, George Kittle right in front of him. He's got weapons all over, and all he has to do is just hand the ball off a couple yards and let them run. Mm-hmm. Let that so. run game open up the pass game for him. I think I think he could have a big week against the Cardinals on um, little Monday night football action. Yeah, he, they're facing the Cardinals who are, well, as we were talking about J.J. Watt, I'm pretty sure he's limited in practice right now. Mm-hmm. So Definitely. he might not be at the game. So he doesn't have very much pass rush coming at him. And then he's got, I think it's Mike McGlinky coming back. Mm-hmm. Might have to cut that if I'm wrong. And then yeah, he's I'll, got I'll back check on McGlinchy. I'm not sure whether or not he's gonna be back. He's got um really his only problem right now is Buddha Baker. And even that I'm drawing a blank on who's injured and I'm in charge of the NFC West for writing. <laughs> <laughs> that was my division before yeah. Before you came into the writing staff, uh, I was the NFC West guy. But you know what I mean. He, yeah. He's got no thing to worry about on defense. And on offense, he's got everybody at his disposal. Yeah, the Cardinals' defense has been very up and down this season. Uh, I didn't get to enjoy that they've been bad because they stifled the Rams both times that we played them. But uh, I they haven't been great against pretty much anyone not wearing blue and gold. So if uh, <laughs> if you want a good start this week, I think uh, a red and gold 49ers uniform might work out for you with Jimmy Garoppolo. Just uh, no Rams against the Cardinals. That's what we've learned. Yeah. Uh, all right. My quarterback of the week. Uh, this is a guy who I've had as a start in the past. Uh, it didn't quite work out, but we're going back to the Danny Dimes well. Uh because his matchup this week is just, it's too good to pass on. You know what I mean? He's facing that Detroit defense. They're one of the league's worst against the pass. They've allowed great fantasy games to basically every quarterback not named Carson Wentz. He also got hurt during that game, so that's worth mentioning. 
And Dimes is in the midst of a really solid string of play himself. So I think he should be able to put at least 15 to 20 points on the board for you this week against that Detroit Lions defense at the least. Yeah, that Lions defense, they're abysmal. I feel like, yeah, Daniel Jones, he's going to go off. I mean, he's basically been overlooked. I mean, I know we had an argument in the offsides discord about how Josh Allen is Daniel Jones. Yeah, uh, which is just not the case. But, you know, it's it, the Ethan's argument is that if Josh Allen was drafted by the Giants, then he would be Daniel Jones, uh, which I strongly disagree with. Uh, you guys can can send us your feelings on that. Yeah, but uh, EW bringers on Instagram, go on ahead and yeah, yeah, <laughs> shoot all DMs, all complaints to uh, EW bringers on Instagram. All right. As long as you drop as a fall. Said, I'm a Bills uh, hater. Yeah, big Bills hater. So if you're a Bills fan, this is your guy. Uh, who's your running back start this week? Uh, Jeff Wilson. He's basically showed up and showed out. I mean, he's dominating the Dolphins' backfield with 67% of their touches. And he's gone back-to-back for 100-plus yards in the past two weeks. That is true. So- Wilson... I traded Wilson. I mentioned it on the podcast last week. It was not a good trade for me to make. Uh, traded him at a very inopportune time. Thought he'd get lost in the shuffle in that Miami backfield. That absolutely has not been the case. Uh, and if I'd put more than five seconds into thought of thought into that one, I would have realized Mike McDaniel traded for him because he knows the guy and thought that he would work in the offense. So, duh, he's going to use him a lot. But I spent about five seconds thinking about it and slammed except on uh, getting rid of a player who'd been bad for me. And it was, it was a regrettable move, but you know what? To anyone who, who rode with the Jeff Wilson train, congratulations. He's going to be an awesome start this week and probably for the rest of the year. Uh, great player. Yeah. My I think I actually. Oh, no, go ahead. I think I actually traded him to you and then you got rid of him. So we yes. both are out. Of yeah. Loss. You'd, you swapped him to me, uh, and then I swapped him to Casey uh, in exchange for, I think, a second-round pick. So I, I I did all right in the trade. But uh, my running back of the week is Devin Singletary. And the reason is – and a lot of you guys are going to be surprised about that if you're regular podcast listeners because I have multiple times gone away from Devin Singletary. He's been a sit on the list. I've said he's not a great running back to have in fantasy. But if you do have him, this is a great week to have him. Because Josh Allen's elbow is hurt, and we saw last week they used the game script to limit his passing opportunities. They're clearly not confident that that elbow isn't going to re-aggravate itself, so they're going to run the ball more through Devin Singletary, and they're not really going to run the ball as much through Josh Allen. They're going to try to protect him. I think Singletary sees that increased workload again this week as both a receiver and a rusher. So really good opportunity to slam him if you do still have him on your roster. I know he hasn't been great for you so far this year, but put some faith in him this week. They're also, it's predicted like four to five feet of snow and 30 mile an hour winds and during the game. So it's just basically yes. going to be running the whole time. And he might even be in there for some two point conversions just because they can't kick extra points. Yeah, it's so. it's going to be a wild game. I didn't even mention the conditions, but yes, that's another huge part of it. Uh, yeah, but even if you don't even factor in the conditions, which huge factor, it's a good opportunity to start Singletary. Then when you add in that, 
it's too good to pass on. I think he got to go with Singletary this week. Yeah, Josh Allen is oh, going to look like Mac Jones did last year against the Buffalo Bills. See, that's bold. I don't know if I'd go that far, but uh, I think it's going to be a tough day to pass the football in Buffalo. Uh, but I think both sides are ready for that, and I think they want to move the ball on the ground. Uh, who you got at receiver? Uh, Kadarius Tony. Ooh. Uh, so, Nicole Hardman, he's got a back injury and a stomach illness that they haven't disclosed. And then Juju Smith-Schuster's got a concussion from a targeting call that got dropped. I don't know why it got dropped. Yeah, that was a yikes hit on Juju. But yeah, when things were rough, Kadarius Tony stepped up, and he stepped up big, and I've got him in every league except for the offsides league because everybody's got everybody. Um, (laughs) That league is competitive. If you're not watching the waiver wire, you are not getting anybody. <laughs> yeah, Kadarius Tony though he's going off, and I love watching him play. So I'm gonna start him. Yeah, great start. Uh for me, my receiver of the week. Call me a homer if you want to. Allen Robinson is an awesome start this week. Uh, I we both went with homer receivers, and that's okay because they're both actually great starts this week. Robinson will be the receiver number one. Uh, with Cooper Cup down for the count for probably a couple weeks, that high ankle sprain is going to sideline him. And I don't think that Tyler Higby absorbs the target share that people think he will. I think they're going to look to go through Allen Robinson. The run game hasn't been there for them, so they've got to figure this out through the air. And I think Allen Robinson is the guy to do that through. Big week for him ahead. Yeah, Allen Robinson is going to be looking like his old Jaguars days this oh, week. Yeah. It's like... He hates to not be in the spotlight. Like he was barely playing when he was under Darnell Mooney. He's barely playing when he's under Cup, and now he's got nobody on top of him. So he's gonna have all the motivation to try to take that top spot. Yeah, I just I hope Stafford is cleared to go for this week and can get him the ball. Because if it's John Wolford again, then we're in trouble. So <laughs> that yeah, is the one think. caveat with this start. If John Wolford is starting, don't start anybody on the Rams offense because. That guy cannot throw a football. He can at least hand it off to Ken Akers and Darrell Henderson. Who can do nothing with it from there. So <laughs> there's you do have a point. Rams offense. Uh who's your tight end of the week? Tight end. My tight end is Trey McBride. Ooh. Um rookie action. Or well, never mind. Zach Ertz is um injured. As you've all seen, it blew up my Instagram at 2 a.m. Season um, injury. Yeah. So Trey McBride, who's the Cardinals second round pick. Or was it first round? He was a second round pick. He second was... round. Yes. Cardinals second round pick. He's basically he's getting his actual debut. Mm-hmm. And hopefully he ends up like Ertz, but I can't confirm either way. Yeah, we've seen a little bit of Trey McBride to this point this season. I think he's like three catches or something. Uh, not a ton of action. Definitely less playtime than I expected for McBride. Uh, you go get a tight end that high, especially one that was seen as being relatively pro-ready. Uh, I expected to see more of him, but I'm excited. I think I think we'll see a lot of him this week. I think he's hiding behind Zach Ertz because Ertz is just that good of a player. And the Cardinals aren't using a lot of like two tight end looks. So I think we'll see him a lot on the field. 
Just a matter of whether or not he can get the ball in his hands. I will do my tight end start real quick. My tight end start of the week is going to be Cole Komet. Uh, I had Cole Komet on my week eight waiver wire report. Uh, if you follow the waiver wire report on offsides, I, I've i had some really, really good picks. He has probably been the peak of it, though. He responded immediately with a 20-point game and was named tight end two for that week, second most productive tight end in fantasy, and then responded with another 20-point game and was the first most productive tight end in fantasy last week. So couldn't be any better from Cole Komet. Couldn't ask for more, but I still am. Uh, I need another big game from you this week, guy. Going up against the Falcons, I think he dominates. I think the Falcons are they're the worst team in the league against the pass. Justin Fields has got to prove that he can move the ball through the air this week. And I think Cole Komet will be his guy to do it through. Yeah, I feel like they're going to be the young um, version of Lamar Jackson and Mark Andrews. Yeah, I could totally see that. I think he a lot of people want to build up Chase Claypool and a lot of people want to build up Darnell Mooney. And they're both good in their own rights. But the guy that it's been working for him through is Cole Komet. Cole Komet has been the very productive receiver for them more productive than Mooney, more productive than anybody else they have. So I think he'll continue to lean on Cole Kmet. Yeah, I love Kmet. I've got him in three of my fantasy leagues. He's Absolutely. currently replacing Zach Ertz for me in the other leagues. Yeah, hey, that's a good. great replacement right there. Probably should have started in the last two weeks over Zach Ertz. All right, who's your quarterback sit of the week? Let's get into the sits of the week. Well, I've got Jimmy Garoppolo started. Um, since I've got a mid-quarterback starting, I might as well sit a mid-quarterback as well. So for my sit, we've got Russell Wilson. Ooh, calling Russell Wilson mid. Okay. He hasn't been able to get anything done. And even when he does get something done, he can't even win the game. What's the point of even starting anymore? I mean, he's dropping average numbers. I mean... It's been tough even then, the Broncos defense. He has definitely been playing mid this season. I don't know if I'd call him mid as a player, but he's been playing very mid. I mean, if you play mid, you are mid. That's how I see it. Yeah, you are what you eat. You are what you play. <laughs> Who's your quarterback sit? Kirk Cousins. Uh, going against the Kirk train. He's had some solid weeks for fantasy this year. This is not going to be one of them. This Dallas defense is better than people give them credit for. I've said it once already on this podcast. I'll say it again. And they are going to give Kirk problems. I am not, I don't think they give Justin Jefferson problems. I think those are two separate things, but I think they give Kirk Cousins problems. Definitely a few. Is that a home game? Hmm? Is that a home game? I think it's a road game. Oh, well, then yeah, they might. Kirk Cousins is going to be in trouble. He has some good road games, but if it was at home, it'd be a lot. Let me be 100% sure. I'm 90% sure it's uh, a road game for the Vikings. Oh, no, it's actually a home game for the Vikings. Just kidding. Oh, so yeah, if it's a home game, you got to give Kirk some credit. I mean, he's used to playing in the cold weather. The Cowboys from... Okay, now I have no point. Um, <laughs> we'll cut it out. Don't worry. But they play in a big dome, uh, the U.S. Bank Stadium. Thank you for correcting me. It's all good. I've, I've been to that stadium like three times now. Mm-hmm. They and uh, the Cowboys both play in domes, stadiums. Okay, so now they have no, unless it's like they have turf, 
and the Cowboys have grass. That's the only way I can see there being a difference. Yeah, I think I think it's just going to be a tough one for Kirk Cousins because that defense is great. I think that's going to be the biggest issue. I think he's going to have a hard time moving the ball against him. Yeah, the Parsons Vikings. Yeah, the Vikings have that great offense, especially with Christian Darrisaw out. That is something that I think people are not noticing enough of. Is Darrisaw has been an anchor for them, and with no Darrisaw, it's going to be Micah Parsons all day long. Yeah, that that Vikings offensive line is really, really, really bad this year. Like I'm pretty sure it's one of the five worst offensive lines. It is with the other four players. The other four are bad. Darrisaw is the anchor. He is phenomenal. Uh, he went from being solid as a rookie to being probably the most underrated offensive tackle in the NFL this year. He is allowing a less than 2% pressure rate, but he's going to miss this game due to concussion protocol. So with no Darisaw, it's hard to trust Kirk Cousins because we're going to see Micah Parsons get after him. That is a good point. Might be a good time to start Dalvin Cook then. Might be. I think you're going to have to respond with the run game, especially if the Dallas Cowboys overcommit to uh, the pass. Who's your running back set of the week? Speaking of running backs. Oh, you're going to hate me, and Ayush's going to love me. Oh, yeah? My I already know where we're going here. Running backs? <laughs> Just off that alone. Ramondra Stevenson. There it is. There it is. The Jets, as I said earlier, they're going to get up really fast. And the Patriots are going to have nothing left to do but then to have Mac Jones test his completion percentage and chuck it downfield to whoever the hell is down there. Jacoby so, Myers, probably, maybe. Yeah, Jacoby Myers, Kendrick Bourne, somebody, <laughs> Devontae Parker. Devontae Parker, yeah, I forget he's on that roster. Whoever's it's down there, hmm? whoever's down there, it's not going to be Ramondre Stevenson. Elm, all right. I he's not a great receiving back. He's he's seen some receiving work this year, but he's mostly just a pure runner. Uh, and when the that is the one trick with him is if the if it's not a running game, if it's not a game where you can activate your run game like they need to be able to against the Jets, and if the Jets go up quick like you're saying, then it could be disaster for Ramondre Stevenson fantasy wise. Yeah, he's not going to have a game. Don't start him. Don't listen to Jackson. Hey, I mean, he's going to be on my lineup. Uh, I, I can't roll against my boy, but if if you want to listen to Ethan this week, I understand. I, I'll forgive you. <laughs> All right, my running back sit of the week is Gus Edwards. Uh, Gus Edwards got brought up in our uh, aforementioned Discord today. One of... Somebody asked me, they were like, hey, how do you feel about Gus Edwards this week? Are you excited about him coming back? And I, and I quote said, I would not touch any of the Ravens running backs with a 10-foot pole. And, and I, then they told me fantasy Twitter's really hyped up about Gus Edwards. And I was like, really, why? And I looked into Gus Edwards. Am I missing something? No, I'm not missing anything. All of the Ravens running backs are not good for fantasy, and you should steer clear. Uh this is one where I got to step in and counter fantasy Twitter. Fantasy Twitter is always out of control. Do not ride with Gus Edwards this week. Kenyon Drake is going to steal all of his goal line action, and you will be very sad watching Kenyon Drake gritty after he scores a touchdown. So unless you want to be very sad watching Kenyon Drake gritty, do not start Gus Edwards. Or yeah. Kenyon Drake, for that matter. 
yeah, the Ravens are definitely a run by committee. And right now their only trustable player that they have that's running is their version of Taysom Hill and Lamar Jackson. So if you are trusting somebody to run from the Ravens, have Lamar Jackson start, maybe even Kenny and Drake if you're really desperate, but definitely not Gus Edwards. I even Drake, I think the volume is just too testy. I mean, you're you're essentially looking at a three-way backfield split between him, Gus Edwards, excuse me. You're looking at a three-way backfield split between Lamar Jackson, Gus Edwards, and Kenyon Drake. And I just don't know if you want to bet on either Drake or Edwards to come ahead in that carry count. Because even if they do, what if you pick wrong? Like, <laughs> you have a 50-50 chance of picking the wrong guy this week. Yeah, there's like five teams where you do not touch their running backs. And I think I were Rams, Ravens, Dolphins before they got Jeff Wilson, like all Falcons are definitely towards that list for me. Although Cordero Patterson's kind of broken that trend since he's gotten healthy. But probably would have to throw in the Chiefs, maybe even the Bills. Pacheco is not worth starting. Uh, he looked worth starting for a few weeks there, but the volume's not there. Uh, the Bills, yeah. Although this week is a caveat for the Bills. Yeah, just because of weather. <laughs> yeah, who's your receiver start? Uh, sit, you mean? Um, oh, sit, yeah, excuse me. My receiver sit is Darnell Mooney. Nice. You know, Justin Fields, he's playing like Lamar Jackson, and Lamar Jackson does not throw to his receivers. So here we've got Darnell Mooney, who's over here running deep routes just to make it so all the secondary runs deep so then Justin Fields can run 20 yards. I love it. When you're playing as the Ravens and Madden, you just send them on four deep routes and you can just scramble. (laughs) I love it. I love it. I I agree with you. I don't think Darnell Mooney is – is a great start this week. Uh, I I had Darnell Mooney as one of my guys in fantasy this year. And so every time I see his name, it pains me because he just has not been productive. Uh, and I'm going with Cole Komet as a start this week. And I think the addition of Chase Claypool just hurts Mooney even more. The volume, the, the Bears just don't pass the football enough to have valuable fantasy wide receivers and a valuable fantasy tight end. And the tight end has been the guy that's been valuable. So I... Yeah. I think it's going to stay that way. Yeah, the Bears haven't had a valuable fantasy wide receiver since Alan Brand Marshall. Um, Not even Alan Robinson, Brand Marshall. Some years there, there were some good games that you could get out of Robinson. Some, some weeks. Not, not a time. But yet. he, he didn't have consistent years. Yeah. Consistent, yeah. Brandon Marshall is probably the last consistent fantasy performer for them, though. Uh, that's a throwback. <laughs> I got a a good name for you for my sits. And this one's surprising. Devonta Smith is a sit for me this week. Uh, and I know a lot of people are are going to go against that one. But I think A.J. Brown's coming back. And Devonta Smith is quietly also injured. And he hasn't been very good lately. Uh, the last few weeks for Devonta Smith have been very unproductive. His last three weeks, I think he had less than 100 total yards combined. He had one touchdown that kind of saved his fantasy performance last week. But this week, dealing with an injury... He hasn't been overly productive lately. It does seem like A.J. Brown is probably going to be able to come back this week. I am going against Devonta Smith, who is a receiver I really like. I think he's super talented, but it's been a rocky few weeks for him. Yeah, Devonta Smith, he's a great route runner. Like He had, he was giving me uh, Stefan Diggs vibes. Mm-hmm. 
I can definitely see that comparison if he could fill out a little bit more. He's got the he's got the hands, he's got the feet, he's got the IQ. He's just got to stick into his instincts, and he's not really doing that right now. He's just mm-hmm. going off of what he's learning. Yeah, I think it's tough being in that offense and being going from the the one to the two, and now you're not the guy anymore, and you got AJ Brown being kind of the guy. It's it's a different offense for him. I know he's thrived against these cornerback two matchups, but the volume just has not been there these last few weeks. And I don't think it's there this week either. Who's your um, tight end sit of the week? Mike. <laughs> or were you going to say something? My tight end sit for the week is Robert Tanyan. Uh, Aaron Rodgers. His tight end play is just like the Ravens' backfield. I mean, you don't want to touch them. Mm -hmm. There's five teams where you don't touch their tight ends, and (laughs) you don't go near them. Mm -hmm. And Robert Tunyon's one of them. He looks really, really good because fantasy always says he's really good, but then he only gets like five games, and they always have like 20-plus points, and the rest of them have like five or six. Yeah. I totally agree with you on Tanyan. He's just never a consistent guy. Uh, he always flashes a few good games every year, a few things where he looks like he could be a really talented receiver. But I think that's honestly just kind of the side effects of playing with Aaron Rodgers for your whole career. Mm-hmm. Uh, my tight end sit of the week, and then we're going to wrap up this long podcast episode, Hunter Henry. Uh, Hunter Henry, that's another guy that I was pretty high on coming into the season. I thought he could be a potentially valuable tight end. And there was a, a time this season where I thought like, Hey, maybe that'll work out. Like he's playing pretty well right now, but then he disappeared again. Uh, last few weeks, he's been really rough. Uh, I do not think you should go towards Hunter Henry again this week, especially against that jets defense, which has just been locked down through the air. Uh, we talk about sauce Gardner. We talk about all of these players on that jets defense that are helping turn it around. Quinn Williams is getting great pressure for them through the middle going to be tough for the Patriots this week to move the ball. And I think even if they do, it's not through Hunter Henry. I'm actually going to have to disagree with you on that. Oh, yeah? You like Hunter Henry as a start this week? I I do, because as I said, the Jets are going to go up really quick. I'm doubling down on that. And I tried to avoid naming him in the people that will be downfield when Mac Jones is ending up having to chuck the ball. But like Hunter Henry is going to be his best target when it comes to a jump ball. Yeah, I mean, if if it becomes a shootout, there is a chance that Hunter Henry could get involved. But I, I'm honestly not sure that I agree that the Jets go up quick. I think this is a slow-paced defensive game uh, where there's not much scoring going on. I think it's a punt fest. I don't know. I feel like it'll be the Garrett Wilson show. You think it's going to be Garrett Wilson show? Okay, I I'd love to see that. I love me either, seeing it. either that or um. You know who else would love to see that is Ayush. Ayush named Garrett Wilson top five receiver in the league before this year started. <laughs> I forgot he did that. To justify that prediction. He's also the guy that named the Green Bay Packers the best team in the league in week one and the worst team in the league in week three. So <laughs> Ayush changes his mind really quickly. Yeah. Who, Easy who to convince him. This week about... Uh, <laughs> about Garrett Wilson. 
but I do have evidence on a podcast of him saying he was a top five receiver in the league. He might be. You you never know. I mean, in- one day I totally I totally hear you. But the statement was in the here and now that he was a top five receiver in the league, and I, it's it's a bold take. And I I think we were doing bold takes at the time, but it was a really bold one. The bolder the better. The bolder the better. Batman the brave and the bold. <laughs> That's what we do. <laughs> All right, guys, oh, yeah. we are going to wrap it up for the night. Uh, we have had so much fun hanging out with you guys. Hope you guys enjoyed it, too. Uh, enjoy Thursday night football tonight. Titans and Packers going to be a great game. Uh, fun, fun, fun one in the cold in Lambeau. Uh, hopefully, Hunter Henry goes off. Hopefully, you guys win your fantasy matchups. And hopefully, you're here on Tuesday. We will see you then. He is someone to watch. I'm right here right now. And that is interesting. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Oh, that's a that's oh a my goodness. Let's do it. I'm excited to hear this. I'm excited. Uh, let's go ahead and get into it.